أما بعد ستريذن إجابة الله سبحانه للداعين فاكذر الله سبحانه وتعالى answers the dua of those who call upon him لا يزال الحديث ماضيا بنا عن بيان مكانة الدعاء وفضله ورفعته ورفعة شأنه عند الله تبارك وتعالى We are still discussing the status of dua the virtue and the high regard that dua has with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فإن من فضل الدعاء أن الله تبارك وتعالى وعد من دعاه أن يجيب دعاءه ويحقق رجاءه ويعطيه سؤله Indeed from the virtues of dua is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised the one who calls upon him that his request will be actualized and what he has sought will be given to him قال الله تعالى وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين And your Lord says, call upon me and I will answer you. Call upon me and I will answer you. Those who are arrogant from the dua to me, then they will enter into Jahannam Dakhirin, into the hellfire. وَهَذَا مِنْ فَضْلِهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَ وَكَرَمِهِ أَنَّهُ نَدِبَ عِبَادَهُ إِلَى دُعَائِهِ وَتَكَفَّلَ لَهُمْ بِالْإِجَابَةِ From the great virtues and generosity of Allah that He encouraged His servants to make dua and He has taken it upon Himself to answer to the dua وَأَحَبَّ مِنْهُ مَنْ يُكْثِرُوا مِنْ دُعَائِهِ وَسُؤَالِهِ And Allah loves that we make dua often and we ask Him often. كما قال سفيان الثوري رحمه الله يا من أحب عباده إليه من سأله فأكثر سؤاله ويا من أبغض عباده إليه من لم يسأله وليس كذلك غيرك يا ربي سيا من أحب عباده إليه من سأله فأكثر سؤاله Who is the one most beloved to Allah? or calling upon the one who is most beloved to Allah from his servants, is the one who asks Allah the most, makes dua. And the most hated one is the one 
who does not ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and besides Allah that does not apply normally others if you ask them consistently persistently that is not good but with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly making dua constantly supplicating constantly returning to him then that is beloved to Allah the one who does not return back to Allah does not make dua does not call upon him then that is the one who is depriving himself and he is the one that is not beloved لقد ثبت عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أحاديث كثيرة في الترغيب في الدعاء ببيان أن الله تبارك وتعالى يعطي السائلين ويجيب الداعين ولا يخيب رجاء المؤمنين فهو سبحانه حي كريم أكرم من أن يرد من يرد من دعاه أو يخيب من ناجاه أو يمنع من سأله there are many narrations that are authentic, established from the Prophet wasallam in encouraging us to make dua, in clarifying that Allah gives the ones who ask of Him. Allah answers the dua of the ones who make dua to Him. And Allah will not cast aside and make despair those believers and the hopes of those believers Allah is the ever-living the generous and more generous than to reject uh, the dua of the ones who make dua to him or those who call upon him or to prevent those who ask of him it's mentioned in the hadith of Salman al-Farisi radiyallahu anhu anin nabiyyi sallam qal إن الله حي كريم يستحي من عبده إذا رفع يديه إليه أن يردهما صفرا That indeed Allah is the ever-living, the generous and is shy to turn away his servant who raises his hands to him empty-handed Meaning Allah will not turn you away empty-handed صفراً Empty-handed Rather, Allah answers the dua of those who call upon him. وَفِي حَدِيثِ النُّزُولِ الْإِلَاهِ يَقُولُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَنْزِلُ رَبُّنَا تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا حِينَ يَبْقَى ثُلُثُ اللَّيْلِ الْآخِرِ فَيَقُولَ That our Lord the Blessed and Most High, every night He descends to the lowest heaven of the earth when the last third of the night remains and says, Man Who is calling upon me and I will answer him? Man yas'aluni who is asking me and I will give it to him? Man yastaghfiruni fa'aghfira lah. Who is asking of my forgiveness and I will forgive them? 
وهو حديث متواتر رواه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم جمع من الصحابة بلغ عددهم ثمانية وعشرين صحابيا and that is a narration that is narrated by multiple companions 28 of them 28 companions no less narrated this narration that Allah descends to the lowest heaven of this earth in the last third of the night and says who is calling upon me and I will answer them who is making the dua who is seeking forgiveness who is seeking repentance وجاء في الحديث القدس في بيان منزلة أولياء الله المتقين عند الله in the hadith Qudsi meaning the hadith where it is Allah speaking it mentions that Allah says about the righteous servants من عاد لي وليا فقد آذنته بالحرب that whomsoever shows enmity to my wali to the friends of Allah the righteous the pious then I have waged war against him وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ عَبْدِي بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبَّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّ افْتَرَضْتُهُ عَلَيْهِ And a servant does not seek closeness to me with anything better than that which I have obligated upon him. وَمَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلْ حَتَّى أُحِبَّهِ And my servant does not cease to gain closeness to me through the supererogatory acts until I love him. فَإِذَا أَحْبَبْتُهُ كُنْتُ سَمْعَهُ الَّذِي يَسْمَعُ بِهِ So if I love him, then I am his hearing that he hears with. وَبَصَرُهُ الَّذِي يُبْصِرُ بِهِ And the eyesight that he sees with. وَيَدَهُ الَّتِي يَبْطِشُ بِهَا And the hand that he goes forth with. وَرِجْلَهُ الَّتِي يَمْشِي بِهَا And the leg that he walks with. وَإِنْ سَأَلَنِي لَأُعْطِيَنَّهُ وَلَإِنْ إِسْتَعَاذَ بِي لَأُعِيذَنَّهُ And if he asks me, then I will give it to him what he asks. And if he seeks refuge in me, then I will give him that refuge and protection. Hadith in Al-Bukhari. Or rather, Al-Imam Al-Bukhari narrated it in his Sahih Naam. إِنَّ هَذِهِ الْأَحَدِيثِ وَمَا جَاءَ فِي مَعْنَاهَا تَدُلُّ أَبْيَنَ دَلَالَهِ على أن الله تبارك وتعالى لا يرد من سأله من عباده المؤمنين. These narrations they highlight that Allah سبحانه وتعالى does not reject the dua of the one who calls upon him of the believers. لكن قد استشكل هذا كما ذكر الحافظ ابن حجر بأن جماعة من العباد والصلحاء دعوا وَبَالَغُوا وَلَمْ يُجَابُوا قَالَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ But then people may say, we've made dua, and it hasn't been answered. As was the example of righteous people who may have made dua, but their dua wasn't answered. So then how do we explain that if we're saying 
that Allah indeed answers the dua of those who call upon him. It is mentioned, Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar said, وَالْجَوَابِ أَنَّ الْإِجَابَةَ تَتَنَوَّعْ The response to your dua can come in different ways. فَتَارَةً يَقَعُ الْمَطْلُوبِ بِعَيْنِهِ عَلَى الْفَوْرِ Sometimes your dua may be answered exactly as you wanted straight away. You made your dua, exactly it happens, it's given to you straight away. So sometimes your dua may be answered exactly as you want straight away. You make dua for a new car, alhamdulillah, next day you get a new car. You make dua for something, alhamdulillah, straight away you get that, it happens for you, it's decreed for you. Sometimes like that. وَتَارَةً يَقَعُ وَلَكِنْ يَتَأَخَّرْ لِحِكْمَةٍ And sometimes the dua may be answered. The dua is answered, but the answering of that dua is delayed for a wisdom. In from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa taala, you getting what you made dua for may be delayed. You don't get it straight away. And then after a while, you get what you were making dua for. And that is from the wisdom of Allah. For a wisdom that Allah is aware of, it was delayed for you to get what you were making dua for. So sometimes the answer to your dua may be like that. That it is delayed for a while from the wisdom of Allah for the reason. And then eventually you are given what you made the dua for. Sometimes, a third way now that your dua may be answered, تَارَةً قَدْ تَقَعُ الْإِجَابَةُ وَلَكِنْ بِغَيْرِ عَيْنِ الْمَطْلُوبَ حَيْثُ لَا يَكُونُ حَيْثُ لَا يَكُونُ فِي الْمَطْلُوبَ مَصْلَحَةٌ نَاجِزَةٌ وَفِي الْوَاقِعْ مَصْلَحَةٌ نَاجِزَةٌ أَوْ أَصْلَحْ Sometimes your dua may be answered not as you expected. It is not answered in what you expected. You made a dua for something particular, you end up with something different. Your dua is answered with a different thing, some other way. You may think that isn't really helpful to what you needed but in reality it may be even more beneficial than what you were actually making dua for it may be even more beneficial for what you were making dua for وَقَالَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ الحافظ ابن حجر also said إِنَّ كُلَّ دَاعٍ يُسْتَجَابُ لَهِ Every person who makes dua, he is answered. لَكِنْ تَتَنَوَّعُ الْإِجَابَةِ But the manner of the reply and how your dua is answered may differ. فَتَارَةً تَقَعُ بِعَيْنِ مَا دَعَى بِهِ وَتَارَةً بِعِوَضٍ so sometimes your dua may be answered exactly, specifically as you made it. 
exactly that thing you get it. But sometimes, taratan bi'awab, your dua may be answered with a substitute. Not exactly how you are making the dua, but you're given something. Something is decreed for you as a substitute or a replacement of how you made your dua. And that thing may turn out to be equally as good, if not better than what you made your dua for. So, a person sometimes may not realize that. They may make dua and they say that never happened for me. And they don't think that something else actually turned out good for them in the decree, which really covers everything they were making dua for in the first place. And they've got a better result and a better outcome than what they were making dua for in the first place. But because they were making it in a very specific way, and the outcome came in a more general or different way, they may not connect the two and realize that this is as a consequence of my dua that Allah has blessed me with this. So sometimes you may get it exactly as you specify in your dua, and sometimes you may get a reply, a response, something decreed for you in a different way in responding to your dua. And that different way will be something as good if not better to the circumstance of your dua. وَقَدْ وَرَدَ فِي هَذَا الْمَعْنَى الَّذِي ذَكَرَهُ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهَ أَحَدِيثَ عَدِيدًا There are actually many narrations that speak about this affair. One of those from Ibadah ibn al-Samit رضي الله عنه رفعه He mentions this as being from the Prophet ما على الأرض مسلم يدعو بدعوة إلا آتاه الله إياها أو صرف عنه من السوء مثلها That there is not a Muslim upon the earth There is not a Muslim upon the earth Who makes dua Except that Allah gives him that dua Or removes from him some evil as a substitute for that. So a person may be making some dua for some goodness of something. Maybe he gets it exactly like that, that goodness. Or maybe his response from Allah may be that Allah removes from him some other harm. And so that equates the goodness from that side. Didn't get that particular goodness he wanted. A harm was removed from him equivalent to it. So now the dua has been answered, but in a different way. Also, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu anna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama qal ma min muslimin yad'u bida'watin laysa fiha ithmun wala qati'ah there is not a dua or there is not a Muslim who makes a dua which is free of any sin or breaking the ties of kinship. A good dua meaning. Except that Allah will respond to him in one of three ways. إِمَّا أَنْ يُعَجِّلَ لَهُ دَعْوَتَهُ Either Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him that straight away. It is answered for him instantly. وَإِمَّا أَنْ يَدَّخِرَهَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ 
or it is saved for him, saved for him till the hereafter. Meaning he doesn't get as he wanted now, but he gets the reward of that in the hereafter. So that's his dua being answered, no doubt. He gets the reward of that in the hereafter. وَإِمَّا أَنْ يَصْرِفَ عَنْهُ مِنَ السُّوءِ مِثْلَهَا Or, third way, that some evil is removed from you. Some evil is removed away from you. So, these are three ways. Either you get exactly as you made the dua for, or your reward is saved till the hereafter, or maybe some harm is removed from you, and that is therefore a substitute for the dua that you made for. So your dua is answered in the different ways. Alu, they said, the Sahaba when they heard this hadith, Ya Rasulullah, Ithan nukthir. They said, O Messenger of Allah, in that case we'll make a lot of dua. Ithan nukthir. We'll do it a lot then. We'll make dua a lot. Al Allahu akthar. He said, Allah is more. Meaning, Make lots of dua, Allah has even more to answer to answer your du'as, etc. So this is a narration highlighting the importance of dua, making lots of dua, and that your dua is answered either instantly or with your reward in the hereafter, or as a substitute with some harm being removed from you possibly. فَقَدْ أَخْبَرَ الصَّادِقُ الْمَسْدُوقُ فِي هَذِهِ الْأَحَادِيثِ أنه لا بد في الدعوة الخالية من العدوان من إعطاء السؤل معجلا أو مثله من الخير مؤجلا أو يصرف عنه من السؤل مثله. The Prophet ﷺ has told us in this narration then that as long as the dua is free of any sinning and wrongdoing, it's a clean dua, a righteous dua, that either you'll get your answer straight away. Or you'll get some equivalent goodness for it in the hereafter, saved for you. Or some evil is removed from you equal to it. So your dua is answered in one of those three ways. وَبِهَذَا يَتَبَيَّنُ أَنَّ إِجَابَةَ الدَّاعِي فِي سُؤَالِهِ أَعَمُّ مِنْ إِعْطَائِهِ عَيْنَ الْمَسْؤُولِ Therefore we need to understand that a person having his dua answered doesn't necessitate that you get it exactly as you made it. You may make dua for a very particular thing. You may not get that. Does it mean your dua didn't get answered? Not at all. Because either maybe you'll be, you're getting that reward saved for you till the hereafter. Or maybe you're getting something else given to you, like some harm being removed from you, equivalent to that dua that you are making. So it may be answered for you in other ways. Answering of the dua doesn't mean exactly what you wanted, you got it. It could be answered by taking some harm away from you. It could be answered by saving that reward for you till the hereafter. That is all answering of your dua. So it is a mistake for a person to think that the answering of the dua is only if I get exactly what I asked for. You may get something equivalent to that. You may get some harm removed for you. You may get some reward saved for you in the hereafter. All of that and you don't realize. So the dua of the person is certainly answered.
ذكر أهل العلم أيضا جوابين آخرين There are two other responses Responses to what? What are we discussing right now? There are two other responses you could give to this issue What is the issue we're discussing? Answering of the dua, so you make dua, and we said Allah always answers your dua. But sometimes you may make dua for something and you don't get that thing. Does that mean your dua hasn't been answered? The first response we just gave of the scholars, it doesn't. Because sometimes you may have some evil removed for you as equivalent to it, and sometimes you may have the reward saved for you till the hereafter. Your dua has been answered, that means, even without. That method of actually getting it. That is only one way of your dua being answered. There are other answers too. Other ways to explain how somebody may not get exactly what they made dua for, but their dua is still answered. Which other ways can you explain it? Some scholars they say. وَإِنَّمَا تَضَمَّنَتْ إِجَابَةَ الدَّاعِ That answering the person making the dua, it does not necessitate the exact dua always being answered. But rather there are other ways. And the one making the dua is more general than the one asking. إجابة الداعي أعم من إعطاء السائل كما تقدم معناه في حديث النزول التفريق بينهما بقوله سبحانه من يدعوني فأستجيب لا من يسألني فأعطية ففرق بين الداعي والسائل وبين الإجابة والإعطاء لكن الاستشكال مع هذه الإجابة قائم من جهة أن السائل أيضا موعود بالإعطاء كما في الحديث المتقدم yeah, some of the scholars they say there's actually a difference between somebody who is asking for something and somebody who is supplicating to Allah. The da'i, man yad'uni fa'astajibala and then man yas'aluni fa'u'tiyah who is making the dua to me and I'll answer him who is asking me for something and I'll answer him. So there are differences in the categorizations of the people too in what you're actually doing terms of how you're making that dua and what that dua is. Addua fiqtidaihi al-ijaba sha'nuhu kasair al-amal al-saliha fiqtidaihi al-ithaba. Addua sababun muqtadin linayl al-matlubi wa sabab lahu shurut wa mawani' fa idha hasalat shurut wa antafat mawani'u hasal al-matlub wa illa fala ihsul dalik al-matlub kama huwa sha'n fi qabul al-amal al-saliha wa al-kalimat al-tayyiba wa lil-mawdu' salah. The second point he makes, the Shaykh, is that the answering of what you wanted exactly, it is also connected to the issue of, just like any worship, the issue of acceptance of your worship. Dua is an act of worship. Is that dua you made accepted and therefore you answered, or is it not? Just like your other acts of worship, are they accepted or are they not? Meaning if a person is committing sins and he's doing haram and he's doing all types of evil, then it's possible his dua, that worship will not be accepted. His dua will not be accepted like that. 
So one of the ways to explain it too, if you don't sometimes get something answered, is because you are doing something preventing you getting the answer to that dua. Otherwise everybody is answered. But if you're preventing your answer from coming by doing sins and haram and these things, then you are the one putting those preventions to the answer coming to you. So that is the other things the scholars mentioned too. The dua, it is answered. But if you put preventions down, you put things down that prevent your dua from being answered, from doing haram and uh, sins and wrongdoing, then they may be causes for your dua to be held back and for your dua not to be given to you. So that is something the scholars they mention with that too. And here the Sheikh is going to explain that a little further. He says, بَيَانُ مَا فِيهِ مِنْ دَلَالَةِ عَلَىٰ إِجَابَةِ اللَّهِ لِمَنْ دَعَاهُ وَتَقَدَّمَ مَعْنَا أَيْضًا إِسْتِشْكَالْ بَعْضْ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ لذلك بأن بعض الداعين قد يدعو ويسأل الله أمورا قد لا يرى أنه تحقق له شيء منها أو تحقق له بعضها دون بعض وقد أجاب عن ذلك أهل العلم بأجوبة عديدة تقدم ذكر ثلاثة منها إلا أن أحسن ما قيل في ذلك هو أن الدعاء سبب مقتض لنيل المطلوب ونيل المطلوب له شروط وموانع. So the sheikh says basically when you make dua for your dua to be answered, it is based upon the shurut and the mawani' conditions. Have you fulfilled the conditions of making the dua properly? And have you stopped doing anything that would prevent your dua from being answered? If you fulfilled the conditions of making dua properly, and you're not doing anything that would prevent your dua from being answered, like sins, then your dua will be answered. But if you haven't fulfilled the conditions and you're doing sins and haram, then those types of things are going to prevent your dua from being answered. وَالشَّأْنْ فِي الدُّعَا كَذَلِكَ فَإِنَّ الدُّعَا فِي نَفْسِهِ نَافِعٌ مُفِيدٌ وَهُوَ مِفْتَاحٌ لِكُلِّ خَيْرٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ لَكِنَّهُ يَسْتَدْعِي قُوَّةَ هِمَّةِ الدَّاعِ وَصِحَّةَ عَظِيمَتِهِ وَحُسْنَ قَصْدِهِ وَبُعْدِهِ عَنِ الْأُمُورِ الَّتِي تَمْنَعُ مِنَ الْقَبُولِ So dua in of itself is something very beneficial. It is something very beneficial and it is the key to every goodness in this world and the hereafter. Dua is the key to every goodness in this world and the hereafter. But it requires a resoluteness from the one making the dua. Requires that firm, strong attitude, resolute attitude, good intention from the one making the dua. And for that person to be far from the factors that would prevent your dua from being answered, sins and haram and bid'ah, etc. Ibn al-Qayyim says, فَإِنَّهُ أَيِ الدُّعَاءِ مِنْ أَقْوَى الْأَسْبَابِ فِي دَفْعِ الْمَكْرُوهِ وَحُصُولِ الْمَطْلُوبِ That dua, it is from the strongest of methods. Dua, 
Dua is from the strongest of methods. Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentions that the dua Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentions that the dua is from the strongest of the methods and the causes behind removing the evils from you and attaining the good and what you desire for you. Qala ibn Qayyim rahimahullah fa'innahu ayddu'a min aqwa al-asbabi fi daf'i al-makruh wa husul al-matlub it is from the strongest of the causes to remove the harm from you and to bring the good that you desire to you, making dua. لكن قد يتخلف عنه أثر. But sometimes making dua, the consequence of it may be delayed and it may not occur. إما meaning your dua may not be answered. Why? إما لضعف في نفسه بأن يكون دعاء لا يحبه الله لما فيه من العدوان maybe because of the weakness in of himself that this dua that he makes is something that Allah does not love we said that before the dua has to be something which is free of evil you cannot make dua for cutting the ties of kinship you cannot make dua for any type of transgression or evil so if a person made dua, wanting evil and transgression and the cutting of the ties, that type of thing wouldn't be answered. وَإِمَّا لِضَعْفِ الْقَلْبِ وَعَدَمْ إِقْبَالِهِ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَجَمْعِيَّتِهِ عَلَيْهِ وَقْتَ الدُّعَى Or secondly, secondly why the dua may not be answered, Ibn Qayyim says, is because of the weakness of your heart. And the lack of your focus when making the dua. That you have not submitted yourself and focused with your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the time of making your dua. You were not focused. You were not submitting and focusing in your worship, in your humility before your Lord at the time of making that dua your mind was scattered fayakunu bi manzilatil qawsir rahwi jiddan fa inna as-sahm yakhruju minhu khurujan dha'ifa so then he says it would be like like a bow and arrow but the bow is not tight it's loose so if the bow is loose when you try to fire the arrow out it will not go out straight and proper with power it will flop out because the bow is loose. That's the example of the one who makes dua but isn't focused with his heart fully in submission to Allah when he's making that dua. So then it's weak and it may not be answered. And thirdly, why it may not be answered, because you are doing something that is preventing it from being answered. For example, min aklil haram. You are eating from the haram, taking interest, haram income, etc. Wa dhulm, wa rain al-dhunub ala al-qulub, 
and because you're doing oppression and because of the the sins and the wrongs that are upon your heart and because negligence has overcome you and your desires and wastefulness has overcome you in your affairs. If those types of things have overcome you in your affairs, negligence and desires, then again it's something that makes your dua weak. Kama fi mustadrak al hakim. عن ابي هريره رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الله لا يقبل دعاء او دعاء من قلب غافل له the prophet وسلم, said call upon allah and you are certain of it being answered with a full heart wholeheartedly make your dua to allah that is the way. And that's why some scholars, they mention, you don't say inshallah when you make dua. When making dua, don't say, oh Allah, I ask you for this or for that, inshallah. In dua, you make it wholeheartedly, resolutely expecting the answer from Allah. And then the Prophet said, no, that Allah does not accept the dua from a negligent heart. If you're not focused and you're not wholeheartedly making that dua in submitting to Allah in that affair, you're just in passing making a dua without focus, then the narration says Allah does not answer the dua of the one who has a negligent heart. So, هَذَا دَوَاءٌ نَافِعٌ مُزِيلٌ this is a very beneficial medicine that removes the ailments. Dua. But negligence of the heart, negligence regarding Allah, your negligence of Allah can nullify the strength of dua. Also, you eating from the haram and the haram income, etc., can also. Invalidate the strength of dua, of dua, ويضعفها and weaken it. كما في صحيح مسلم من حديث أبي هريرة, just like in صحيح مسلم, in the hadith of Abu Huraira, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم, يا أيها الناس, إن الله طيب لا يقبل إلا طيبا. That indeed Allah is طيب, meaning the good and the pure, and Allah does not accept from you except, except. That which is good and pure. So these are the types of affairs that a person needs to bear in mind when making the dua. These are the types of affairs that may weaken the dua of a person. If a person does not recognize the importance of dua and does not make it with a full heart, wholeheartedly, resolutely, with certainty, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what he asks for, then it would be weakness in his dua. Similarly, if he is committing sins and wrongs and harams, then that will also be something that weakens his dua. Similarly, if he's negligent at the time of making the dua, not focused and not submitting to Allah purely, negligent and mind wandering and making dua, then that is again weakness in your dua. 
So these types of things a person needs to bear in mind in regards to your dua being answered. Also, there is another narration in Al-Bukhari and Muslim of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anh where the Prophet said يُسْتَجَابُ لِأَحَدِكُمْ مَا لَمْ يَعْجَلْ يَقُولْ دَعَوْتُ فَلَمْ يُسْتَجَبْ لِي That one of you, your dua will be answered. Your duas will be answered. As long as you are not hasty. Don't, the person who says, I made dua, but it wasn't answered. The one who is hasty like that, then no. But your dua will be answered as long as you're not hasty. Don't say, I made dua, but it was never answered. Wait, be patient. Wait and be patient and perhaps it will be answered. In another narration in Sahih Muslim, لا يزال يستجاب للعبد ما لم يدعو بإثم أو قطيعة رحم ما لم يستعجل that a person, a servant's dua will be answered as long as it's not anything sinful or cutting the ties of kinship and as long as he is not hasty. They said, O Messenger of Allah, what does it mean to be hasty? The Prophet said, it's when a person says, I made dua and I made dua and it wasn't answered for me, I can't see it being answered for me. فَيَسْتَحْسِرُ عِنْدَ ذَلِكَ وَيَدَعُ الدُّعَاءِ So that person loses hope and stops making dua. Says, I made dua, I made dua, and it wasn't answered. So then he gets like depressed and he loses hope in that and he stops making dua. That is hastiness. That is something the Prophet warned against. Do not be hasty. In making the dua. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullahu ta'ala mentioned. Regarding this issue of hastiness in wanting your dua to be answered straight away. Ibn al-Qayyim says, or rather regarding this issue, Isti'ajal al-ijaba afa min al-afat. It's a calamity. It's a calamity for people to be so hasty wanting their dua to be answered. Ibn al-Qayyim says that this issue of hastiness in dua, take this example, he says, بِمَنْزِلَةِ مَنْ بَذَرَ بِذْرَى أَوْ غَرَصَ غَرْصَى فَجَعَلَ يَتَعَهَّدُهُ وَيَسْقِيهِ فَلَمَّ اسْتَبْطَأَهُ كَمَالَهُ وَإِدْرَاكَهُ تَرَكَهُ وَأَهْمَلَهُ he says it's like a person who plants a seed in the ground or a small plant into the ground. And so he constantly keeps checking on it, keeps watering it. But then, obviously, a seed for it to grow, a plant for it to grow into a tree takes time. He carries on doing it all, watering it, checking on it. But after a while, after a long time, he keeps doing it and it's barely growing. It's very slow in growing. Then he gives up and he abandons it and he leaves it. But what should he have done? Carry on and it would have grown up into the full tree. 
But when it got slow and it was taking so long, you wanted it to just grow up like that into a full tree, you left it, abandoned it, stopped watering it. So then he's gone, finished. Tree died as well. That's the example of somebody who makes dua and then expects an, a response straight away. Rather, it's like that tree, it's growing. You keep making the dua. That's the example of the one keep going back and watering it. Keep going back and watering it, meaning keep making dua. Keep keeping your trust in Allah. And slowly it grows and grows. Eventually, you get the fruits of it. Eventually, your dua is answered. So, Ibn Qayyim says the example of the one who is not patient and is hasty. He's feeding it, he's watering it, watering it, it's taking ages. He just doesn't bother anymore, leaves and it dies. That's the example of a person who's hasty in dua, says, I don't get answered, I've been making dua, making dua, and then he just leaves it and goes. Then after that, Arba'atu Asbab li ijabati dua. Four causes behind the dua being answered. Four things that would help your dua to be answered. One is traveling. When a person is traveling, then there is a more likelihood of a person's dua being answered. That is one. If you're traveling and you make dua whilst you're on the travel, on the journey, then that is a possibility of the dua being answered more. Secondly, to be absolutely humble and with humility and modesty before your Lord when you make it. That you recognize your poverty before your Lord. You recognize how miskeen you are before your Lord. How small and insignificant a servant of Allah you are. By recognizing that, then this will also aid in the answering of your dua. That you have the humbleness, the modesty, the humility before your Lord when you make it. Thirdly, raising the hands. Raising your hands to the skies, to the heavens. And that is again mentioned as one of the factors that would make your dua more answered perhaps. And the fourth, al-ilhah. Persistence. على الله بتكرير ذكر ربوبيته وهو من أعظم ما يطلب به إجابة الدعاء. Consistently, persistently making dua and mentioning the rububiyah of Allah because the rububiyah of Allah, mentioning the lordship of Allah in making your dua, then that is something that aids you in that too. For example, could say, oh Allah, you are the razaq. So give me the rizq. You mention the rububiyah of Allah, that he is the razaq. And then you ask Allah for rizq. So that is something that would help in your dua to be answered. You say Allah is, oh Allah, you are al-ghafoor. So forgive me. You are the one who forgives. You mention that regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then you ask for forgiveness. So mentioning the rububiyyah of Allah and repeating your dua, this is the fourth method of your dua to be answered. There are the four methods. Uh, that's where we'll round off today. And the next chapter, 
الدعاء حق خالص لله there are chapters that are going to tell us now about some of the sunnah types of way to make dua and some of the bid'ah things people do when making dua and that's very important because there's so many widespread today different types of bid'ah people do when making dua so that will be the types of chapters we'll move on to next week the sunnah way of making dua and warning against all of the different types of bid'ah people do and then we'll mention a few examples of good du'as that you can try and remember that are comprehensive du'as uh, for a wide-ranging type of affair for different types of things that would be beneficial in this world and the hereafter. Any questions then before we round off? Alright, carry on next week then inshallah. Next week is going to be the last one and then the week after that is a break because Birmingham Conference. So everybody in two weeks time make your preparations for that. But next week on as normal, next week normal inshallah.